So hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. So today we're joined by Tushar Kansal. So hi Tushar, could you briefly share who you are and what you do with the audience today? Hi Ruhi, uh, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, I am Tushar Kansal. My company is Consultancy Ventures. Uh, we have a network of 450 investors from Singapore, Dubai, US, UK and India. And uh, we help guide the investments from these uh, investors into uh, early stage and growth stage companies. Uh, I'm personally uh, an MBA in finance and an engineer and uh, did my executive education from Harvard Business School. And uh, in six months back, uh, my company Consultancy Ventures was awarded as the best startup supporter by Dr. Kiran Bedi uh, here in Delhi, uh, India. Uh, and uh, we are also venture advisors with the Canadian venture capital fund called Loyal VC. And we have invested in more than 300 companies across 50 countries. So happy to be on your podcast. India has to deepen its uh, markets across the board to mint more unicorns because uh, unicorns are minted when a company gets its formula correct in terms of chasing a particular customer segment. Uh, it starts capturing that segment and uh, money is needed to capture that segment and someone, some smart VC uh, identifies that opportunity, puts in the money upfront and uh, although it might result in uh, losses initially, but the growth is such that uh, it compensates for the losses very fast and the company becomes a unicorn. It, its valuation goes past a billion dollars. So India is almost like China, where China was uh, 15 years back. I remember in 2007-8 when the Lehman crisis came, at some point in time, China was even growing at 13-14% GDP growth. So India is doing well right now. Inflation is under control. And uh, we minted 21 unicorns, uh, I think 23 unicorns last year, which is more than China. Uh, and that is because we have a huge consumer class. Uh, almost people say 300 million middle class, which can pay quite well. Uh, in reality, the actual middle class, which can pay quite well, is close to 50 million. So we need to deepen the purchasing power of people. Uh, we are a huge consumerist society on a purchasing power parity basis. Our GDP is $12 trillion. So that's where the opportunity lies. And that's where the opportunity to create unicorns also lies. And let me add here, I mean, uh, the fact that uh, the startups, uh, even if they are loss-making, have been allowed to list their shares on the Indian stock exchanges has been a great uh, plus for the investors as now they are getting very healthy exits uh, on the stock exchange, which has uh, given a impetus to more VC investment. That's amazing. And um, so my first question to you is, so how can India mint more unicorns? India has to deepen its uh, markets across the board to mint more unicorns because uh, unicorns are minted when a company 
gets its formula correct in terms of chasing a particular customer segment. Uh, it starts capturing that segment and uh, money is needed to capture that segment and someone, some smart VC uh, identifies that opportunity, puts in the money upfront and uh, although it might result in uh, losses initially, but the growth is such that uh, it compensates for the losses very fast and the company becomes a unicorn and its valuation goes past a billion dollars. So India is almost like China, where China was uh, 15 years back. I remember in 2007-8 when the Lehman crisis came, at some point in time, China was even growing at 13-14% GDP growth. So India is doing well right now. Inflation is under control. And uh, we minted 21 unicorns, uh, I think 23 unicorns last year, which is more than China. Uh, and that is because we have a huge consumer class. Uh, almost people say 300 million middle class, which can pay quite well. Uh, in reality, the actual middle class, which can pay quite well, is close to 50 million. So we need to deepen the purchasing power of people. Uh, we are a huge consumerist society on a purchasing power parity basis. Our GDP is $12 trillion. So that's where the opportunity lies. And that's where the opportunity to create unicorns also lies. And let me add here, I mean, uh, the fact that uh, the startups, uh, even if they are loss making, have been allowed to list their shares on the Indian stock exchanges has been a great uh, plus for the investors as now they are getting very healthy exits uh, on the stock exchange, which has uh, given a impetus to more VC investment. That's great. I think my biggest takeaways from all this were that to get more unicorns, India has to deepen its market across the board and India is doing very well compared to China in terms of unicorns. So my next question to you is, so how do you think investors are really thinking right now? And what insights could you share with the audience on that? Um, so I feel that, uh, thank you so much for that good question. So uh, what is happening is that the monetary policy is being tightened across uh, the countries because of inflation because after COVID, a lot of money was printed by the governments and distributed to people. So that money, uh, there is too much of money in the hands of uh, businesses and uh, retail sector. So, and the goods are less because initially supply chain issues from China uh, because of COVID lockdowns and then Ukraine, Russia war. So because of these uh, supply uh, issues, uh, uh, and uh, a lot of money in the hands of people. The inflation is a lot. The power of money is getting weakened. So that's why to curtail the inflation, uh, the central uh, bankers are increasing interest rates to uh, lower the liquidity available in the economy. So that is one aspect which is impacting venture capital as well. The second thing is uncertain geopolitical environment, uh, specifically with regards to Russia-Ukraine uh, war and uh, the Russia-China moves uh, which are happening currently uh, in terms of de-dollarization. The third is the global global supply chain shocks. As I said, uh, China has come out of a long uh, 
COVID induced uh, lockup, lockdown, and corporate governance challenges, which uh, sometimes keep on coming. Like we saw Go Mechanic, uh, and we uh, saw such problems with companies like Zilingo and uh, sometimes with Bharat Pay also. So uh, this year has been a particularly tight year. Uh, the investments have gone down from 106 billion in 2021 to 68 billion in 2022 in China itself. When it when we talk about India, it's gone down from 38 billion in 2021 to 26 billion in 2022. Um, but you know uh, what is happening is that uh, uh, ticket sizes are becoming smaller. Uh, investors are investing earlier at the late stage. And uh, there is a lot of focus on a few sectors like health tech, SaaS, um, deep tech, and conversational AI like chat GPT, which is a big phenomenon. Uh, and uh, this, uh, although the deal volume is down, but uh, smaller deals are happening uh, in specific sectors, uh, specifically with regards to India, Bangalore continues to be number one followed by Delhi, uh, NCR, which includes Gurgaon, and third, Mumbai. Uh, so, I mean, uh, some bit of money is sitting on the sidelines, but VC investment is definitely happening. Okay, that was a great recap of everything that's going on in the markets right now and how investors are really thinking about the space. And I think my biggest takeaway out of all of that was that the ticket sizes are becoming smaller and people are starting to invest at earlier stages. So my next question to you is, so can you talk a bit about, now that we've talked a bit about the broader India kind of startup and VC ecosystem, can you talk a bit about specifically narrowing down into the Delhi startup and VC ecosystem and what do you see happening there that you could comment on? Uh, well, Delhi uh, is mostly led by Gurgaon and Noida, which are the NCR region, National Capital region. Uh, Gurgaon is a huge hub of uh, uh, top quality multinational companies as well as startups. And uh, Noida is more so for IT companies. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, the concentration of companies which are there, and Noida also is uh, home to a lot of uh, film studios, uh, media houses as well. But it is largely led by uh, Gurgaon uh, because it offers a very nice ecosystem, including uh, accelerators, uh, including co-working spaces. And uh, the phenomena which is happening in Gurgaon is that uh, the fundamentals are uh, very strong, like large consumption economy, a lot of jobs are there, so middle class likes to live there. A lot of real estate projects. Uh, then there are digital accelerators which are benefiting uh, Delhi NCR region, like UPI for payments, uh, ONDC for e-commerce, and electronic health records like uh, Ayushman Bharat scheme, which of the government is uh, giving a big impetus to health tech. Uh, and uh, government has been very uh, disciplined with regards to fiscal and monetary uh measures uh so the budget deficits are in control the trade deficit is in control which is giving a good rating to india the ratings are not slipping down the rupee is stable uh and uh that is in uh, you know inviting a lot of foreign money india is the 
most open uh, economy in the world when it comes to foreign direct investment with the more, most of the sectors being open for, for automatic uh, and china plus one is helping india uh, out of the companies which are moving out of china uh, most of them are going to vietnam but almost 22 percent are going to india uh, because of obviously a uh, large population a uh, large consumption so uh, all that is benefiting gurgaon as well uh, specifically delhi ncr uh, inflation is low at uh, 6% although no one imagined that the inflation in us can be what it is currently 9.1% uh, gdp growth uh, is 6.9% in india us is just about 2.9% uh, and sensex the indian stock exchanges have held, it is still near 60000 Whereas if you look at the US, NASDAQ and NYSE, they have dropped uh, across the board. Uh, it's only the top 15 tech companies in the US which are holding up the stock exchanges there. So Delhi NCR, I mean, we are a mirror to what is happening in India. So uh, all the factors which I told you, the top sectors are consumer technology, SaaS, FinTech, uh, logistics, uh, including delivery. Uh, EVs, electronic vehicles, agri-tech, uh, and deep tech. So these are the sectors which are doing pretty well here. That's great. Thanks for giving the audience and me a quick rundown of everything that's going on in Delhi startup and VC ecosystem, as well as previously your comments on the, you know, the overall Indian startup and VC ecosystem was amazing to hear. And so next, my next question is, so how do you build connects and networks in the VC industry? So you've had a pretty broad experience in the VC industry, finance industry, and so many different, different industries. So how do you build those connects? And then how do you maintain those relationships? I think that's a key part of it as well. Well, the VC industry is a very small industry uh, in the sense it's a closed group um, they refer uh, good uh, people in the sense uh, you know the right people to each other they give references to each other and don't forget that they like to invest in groups so even if a fund is able to invest the entire ticket of a particular investment they will never do it they will bring three four other investors and pull in the money so as to diversify the risk and also have more investors on the cap table so that in the future rounds, uh, some someone out of them can again put in money. So the VC industry is a very small industry. What we do is uh, it's not possible to meet uh, the investors individually all the time. So we meet at events. Uh, so I keep on getting invites to events and um, I generally uh, check with other investors who all are coming, spend a good quality time there. Uh, I have been a speaker and a panelist and a keynote speaker as well in a large number of events. I have done more than 250. The videos are there on YouTube. Uh, so we interact during those moments. But definitely just as in uh, other aspects of life, uh, in, in the professional circle as well, we have certain people who are very close to us. So naturally, the kind of interaction we have done is of different quality. Uh, we meet uh, for coffees and beers as well. And 
you know sometimes uh, family gatherings as well and uh, uh, sometimes we get a chance to meet outside india like recently i was sponsored by us uh, export promotion council for an event in dubai and uh, there we met almost 100 investors from southeast asia us uh, middle east and uh, south asia including india and uh, some from china as well so that was a great uh, uh, opportunity to talk to them have a good conversation and all these ways are uh, you know uh, the ways in which we maintain our relationship thank you so much for sharing about that and how you can also maintain relationships by you know talking to people and yeah so my next question is so how can a student get more involved in the startup ecosystem uh see you know the startup ecosystem works on people who are able to think uh, critically and strategically um, you know do an analysis of a particular situation so the students who are uh, studying courses where they have access to case studies and they have access to corporate uh, trainings and internship uh, they can always do um, you know a lot of stuff uh, they can uh, join companies like us as interns or they can join an accelerator or they can uh, uh, take live uh, case studies from the corporates uh, deliberate on them submit a project report uh, i know of a person uh, who's very close to uh, invest india and startup india uh, the scheme of indian government where almost 90000 startups are registered and uh, that place is very well known for the fact that in spite of being a government uh, uh, you know agency uh, their recruitments are largely from the private sector with marquee names marquee multinational names so the atmosphere uh, at that place is awesome so this guy he got his both his sons uh, doing a one year training and internship at startup india and invest india and i have seen the growth uh, of both of them Uh, they have seen how startups are formed what are the ways in which one has to work to do entrepreneurship and you know some people say follow mark zuckerberg leave college quit college and all that is you know it's totally bunkum because uh, because more than uh, 95% of uh, entrepreneurs who succeed in uh, startups are actually college graduates who did a formal studies mm-hmm. so uh, so you know equip yourself with real skills uh, where you can compute you can you understand balance sheets you understand uh, ratios you understand sectors so you know those are the real skills and don't forget uh, being a team leader calls for a lot of uh, understanding of uh, human uh, behavior which comes largely from experience so uh, it, it involve yourself in situations don't run away from situations and definitely you can uh, do very well in the startup ecosystem these are all great points and i think the best one that you shared was about startup india and invest in india i think these are some good places that the audience can definitely reach out to and see if they have any opportunities for them so my next question is so 
Could you share a bit about consultancy ventures investment thesis and how do you guys identify which founders to back? Is there like any metrics or like how, how do you guys go about doing that? Well, you know, we uh, believe that a person who is committed to solve a certain problem uh, will find solutions, uh, you know, eventually. So, you know, the story of the entrepreneur is very important. Uh, be, you know, be it of whichever age. Like, uh, like you know, there's this guy who uh, whose father was in border security force and he saw the soldiers getting killed on the border because they didn't have proper technology. So he spent six months on the border uh, and then, uh, you know, started a technology company for defense technology. And he got funded in no time. I mean, because this guy spoke, he meant real business. He really understood the sector well. And similarly, there's another guy who's uh, who's uh, spent 10 to 15 years uh, being a chief designer of five-star hotels like Hayat and uh, the big chains in Kuwait. And uh, he saw that uh, his wife's parents suffered from dementia. And it was so difficult to handle them, uh, that he uh, left his lucrative job. He came back to India and then he set up a, a very high class uh, old age uh, center. Uh, and, uh, and you know, uh, there are a lot of uh, very old people using that center and the families are really happy. So, you know, people who uh, don't, uh, you know, uh, start a startup just because they saw the number of unicorns which got made people you know rather who uh, believe in uh, solving a particular problem they have the right reasons for it uh, and uh, they have a certain x factor uh, i believe that uh, you know we are backing those kind of people and also people who can uh, understand uh, the the skills required to execute such a company uh, this is about the founders we back, but when it comes to a sector, then, uh, you know, of course, uh, they should be solving a fundamental problem. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I don't believe that uh, selling a 10 lakh rupee cloth to a, a high net worth individual uh, will, will really call for uh, being a fundamental problem uh, for humanity. So, you know, we believe that uh, one should be solving fundamental problems and there are a large number of problems which are out there which need solutions. And if these solutions incorporate technology, then all the best, you know, that's really awesome because uh, then it uh, would be scalable and it can be made available with the use of smartphone, which means access to billions of people in no time. So this is our broad thesis, uh, uh, and there are micro aspects of the thesis which uh, are not really relevant as much, but uh, broad. That's great. And my next question is then, so you talked a bit about storytelling and, and yeah, so how it's very important for entrepreneurs to have this story in mind. So how do you suggest entrepreneurs, uh, you know, kind of um, build out a story and how do they put storytelling at the front, forefront of their pitch? 
like I mentioned, uh, I mean, if you are a great storyteller, you are basically, uh, I mean, a large part of your job of convincing the investor will get done because, uh, because you know, as your story, uh, you know, it, uh, uh, it, uh, uh, it gives out uh, your motive, your purpose in life uh, in a way. Uh, for example, um, how to like, uh, there are a lot of examples. I mean, just look at uh, uh, how uh, this, you know, all these uh, unicorns got created. I mean, uh, someone saw the problem and uh, believed that, you know, a better solution is possible. Like uh, uh, Steve Jobs said, you know, people who are mad enough to change the world only change it. And uh, you know, like uh, the the taxi problem. You know, I remember when we were uh, very young, we used to uh, go to markets to find a taxi. And now, you know, it is available on the click of a button, Uber and Ola. And uh, so, you know, these are very fundamental problems facing humanity. For example, uh, the loss of water bodies uh, in India and in other countries because of over-exploitation. And now uh, there is there are two people which I saw. Uh, one of them call calls himself a pond man. The other one calls himself a lake conservationist. And they have revived a huge number of water bodies. Uh, so you know someone even doing something as simple as that, uh, but you know having the gumption to do uh, to tackle such a problem. Uh, for example, uh, in now water table is going down because of. Uh, High population in India, and uh, at some point in time, desalination plants which convert uh, sea water to uh, drinkable water would need to be put up across India. And uh, Chennai has already put up the fourth; uh, it's rather putting up the fourth desalination plant. So right now, the water produced by desalination is very costly. So somebody has to come forward, do the research and innovation. Uh, uh, research and development and bring down the cost of water produced by desalination. So, you know, all these are kind of fundamental problems which, uh, and, uh, you know, that's your story, right? I mean, if you are talking about why you are devoting precious years of your life uh, towards solving a problem and how you uh, plan to solve it, it does more than 75% of the job for an investor. I think my biggest takeaways were the why and the how. And that's how you should kind of do frame your story. And that's kind of a stepping point to frame your story. So it was an absolute pleasure and an honor to host you on the podcast today. It's my pleasure, Ruhi. I mean, seeing you youngsters uh, doing so much and uh, being totally enthused by this sector, it gives me hope and uh, it also motivates me to do my bit. So uh, thank you so much for having me and uh, and looking forward to uh, meeting you sometime when, whenever you happen to be this side of town. Thank you so much. Of course, of course, I'll give you a shout when I'm in town in Delhi and we can definitely see if we can make our schedules work and meet up somewhere. And yeah, it was, and uh, yeah, do feel free to share like how the audience can connect with you and yeah. Yeah. So I'm available on LinkedIn. Uh, my name Tushar Kansal. If you search 
probably uh, there are very few people by that name. Uh, also, if you reach out to my website, consultancy.com um, with a K, then uh, you can see the WhatsApp number and the email ID. Uh, so, you know, I'm happy to access to first receive a mail from you uh, and uh, or maybe a LinkedIn invite and then we can connect uh, whichever way possible uh, for the next uh, steps. Thank you so much for having me, Rohi. Thank you. Thank you once again. And yeah, 